Oliver Dixon on SAFM. Yeah, maybe just as, as, as we come to the end of the conversations we've had on the show and before we take a look at uh, what the markets have been behaving like with Fifi a little bit uh, shortly after this, I want to bring back onto the program or at least bring back onto the station uh, Dr. Hlengiwe Ndlovu, who is a senior lecturer at Witt School of Governance. Dr. Ndlovu, thank you for coming on the program once again. You and I spoke last night and I asked you the question, what can and should the ANC do to pull itself back from the precipice of losing governance in 2024 and we had a discussion about it um and and i and we both anticipated hopefully that the president's closing address would speak to that right would speak to that real imminent possibility of the anc losing power but it doesn't seem like that implosion is top of mind for the anc the president didn't quite address it with the rigor and 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 you know with the uh, seriousness that you we would have expected Good evening, Oliver, and good evening to your listeners. Um, thank you so much again uh, for inviting me back to your show. Yes, um, we had a very um, extensive conversation yesterday about these many possibilities and what ought to be done. And uh, listening to the president's address, I don't think it's anything different from what has been uh, appearing over the years. I think the yeah. language is the same. Um, touching issues on the base without necessarily going in depth with them, but also a reflection of that is uh, amongst the other members of the top seven, uh, which is uh, right now at a press conference, the way that um, they are wish-washing around some of the important issues that the president touched on, of which we had hoped that maybe they do have depth on the matters, but uh, they are still scratching the surface. So um, it's not quite clear right now in terms of whether there is a clear plan to be implemented as we move towards 2024. Yeah, the president spoke to issues of safety and security in the country. Of course, that's a grave concern. He spoke to corruption. He spoke to load shedding. Is there anything new that he said in there, or perhaps anything that he may have said before that we can look at with new eyes, given the increased political support he had? Or was it just the same old platitudes with which we can expect the same old political inaction? I didn't pick up anything new, Oliver, from what the president uh, said. In addition to the list that you, you highlighted, uh, he spoke about uh, gender parity, he spoke about equal access to education, he spoke about, he spoke about um, service delivery, and these are the very key issues, you know, uh, that appear over and over again, and that... Um, um, millions of South Africans back at home are forever watching yeah. um, to see if they will translate to um, tangible effects. So, for instance, I'll pick up one issue on gender parity, that uh, a question that I've just asked from uh, the first DSG and uh, the, the, the TG in terms of uh, thinking through uh, any plans that they are having in terms of addressing uh, the gender gap, but also, most importantly, issues that affect women. And uh, the response really is just generic, just standard to say, we are going to be guided by the policies of the ANC that subscribe to non-racialism and non-sexism. I mean, this, uh, this is a generic response of a document that has existed for a million of years. Um, 
you know, uh, since the democratic uh, transition, but in terms of uh, the concrete ways in which this is going to be translated into action, we're still lacking substance there. Mm. Talk about service delivery. He spoke about. Can corruption. I just pause you there before you get to service delivery and ask you this? Do you think the ANC, and not just from the top of the leadership, I think throughout the organization, do you think that they have an appreciation uh, for? patriarchy within the organization uh, and by appreciation i mean the the the, the ability to be self reflective on the issue and correctly identify the problem and correctly solve for it or do you think that patriarchy has seeped so deep into the crevices of the organization that they're blind to it uh, and what the president spoke to would go over the heads of uh, an ordinary anc member uh, and 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 they don't see that as as, as potentially a crisis one thing for sure, Oliver, that uh, we, we we know is um, the one statement that uh, we keep on uttering in South Africans to say it is surprising how um, the ANC members keep on uh, voting for a male-dominated MEC, um, and then we got the question then surrounds uh, the whole idea around uh, the majority of the voters. Um, being women, of which is one thing that the president highlighted, which is a change, which is different from this conference to say it was highly attended by men. But to bring into that conversation to say it is women who are voting in these men, it's a reflection of the deep-seated patriarchal culture. And even if these issues are being discussed within the ANC, you know, uh, these issues are attended by uh, different commissions and people subscribe and sign for different conversations that they want to be part of. Even on the ground, the everyday culture of the ANC comrades as you encounter with them, you will see how deep-seated um, is the patriarchal culture, you know, uh, within the organization itself. But also to say you are going to be guided by policies that are themselves a reflection of a patriarchal society and the very women who are voting are being shaped by that same culture. So it is very difficult to transform yeah. without um, making a consented effort and being deliberate and intentional about transformation on that area. Since the announcement of the new top seven, at every opportunity that any member of the ANC spoke about anything related to it, they continue to punt and celebrate that three out of the seven members are women, that that's never happened for them, and on top of that, that this is the first time that they have a woman treasurer general. That celebration seems to be framed in a way where they're saying, look, we're progressive, look, we've overcome the problem of patriarchy. Is that a correct framing of the issue, or does it uh, dangerously pacify the organization to think that they've crushed the winning line? I don't think the celebration is um, legitimate in terms of uh, addressing the issues. Of course, you know, uh, this tendency of celebrating one woman uh, getting to the top. So one of the questions that we have uh, for them is, um, when are they going to conscientize everyone from a branch level up until, um, you know, uh, the senior structures, the senior governing structures, to make sure that, um, you know, women are not only put there, as representing numbers, as a way of claiming um, that we, we, we are transforming. If you ask about those positions, most women are deputizing and are really yeah. uh, the, the TG um, 
position is not that a powerful position if you look at it closely in terms of us speaking about transformation issues. The question of representation is key, but also representation without power of doing, um, you know, the necessary change of transforming the deep-seated structures is as good as, uh, you know, a, a non-starter. If the NC wants to claim any form of transformation, they need to show to show us women in leadership, even in their NEC, why they, they've, um, they've uh, nominated and voted uh, for their members of parliament, you will see when they claim 50-50, they're talking about deputies, people who do not have any power. And for them to see that that position doesn't have power, if you ask them, the president was there during uh, the state capture years, they'll tell you that he was, he was deputy, he didn't have power. So how that all of a sudden translates to women deputizing them uh, having power, but also it is the quality and the caliber of the women who are put into those positions and in terms of what they represent. Yeah. Um, at least the TG comes from uh, the young women's desk, uh, at least we are hopeful, but also there is a tendency to put women there who do not necessarily carry the broader transformative agenda for women. So also um, that is important to watch out as they celebrate um, the wins. Yeah. Dr. and Lovu, thank you so much so much for your time and thank you so much for your invaluable insights over the last couple of days really really do appreciate it